Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're zoning defensively right now. Davenport in the key. Brazil with a one-hand dunk. He dunked that one over Jeremiah Gambrell. Gambrell 6'3", Brazil 6'10". That one was not fair. Blake with a rebound. Ahead to Arbogast. They couldn't get the shot away before the horn sounded. They tried to get it to the walk-on. That's it. Hawks take their season opener. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you say that on my taste plus? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM. PM to the AM phone. Eat up your per diem. You just gotta hate them phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a little baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Hold up. Sit hold up, down. Hold up, hold up, hold up, be humble. Hold up. Sit hold up, down. Sit down sit be humble. Hold up, hold up, sit down. Be humble. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is going to be a great Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, where we're going to have a loaded show for you today. Because in the 2 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast. We'll go ahead to some of the SEC games that are going to be going on this weekend. Looking forward to that, as well as the other news with the Michigan stuff, because there's still always developments on that. So we'll have some fun with that with him. Andrew Ellis of HogSports.com will join us in the 3 o'clock hour, too. Talk a little basketball, but baseball, mainly, because there was some Razorback baseball news or SEC ba- baseball news. should mention that uh, we're going to talk about and have some fun with him on that. We'll look ahead to some of the things going on in the sports world tonight as well. And, of course, hear from you and getting some phone calls and text messages. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers. And I'm actually uh, up here in Fayetteville, Joe, and I don't know what the weather's like down there, but, man, it's just been pouring rain and extremely cold up here in Fayetteville, which is just a little bit of a difference from what it was the past few days. But it feels a lot more like fall today, at least up in Fayetteville, and I'm sure it's kind of similar down there in Little Rock, too. It's that time of the year, and yes, it is raining here, so we've had a little warmth the past few days, and now it's cooling down because of the rain that's coming through, and then we're going to get some cool weather over the next few days. See, I, I like it. I like it for the uh, sake of good chilly weather, good soup weather, good... Uh, uh, hunting weather, good football weather, and that's what this weather is uh, going to be all about. But, uh, yeah, it's nice, and it's going to be a big weekend here on the Hill. I know in Fayetteville, the Razorback basketball going on tomorrow night against Gardner-Webb. Have Razorback football against Auburn happening, of course, uh, on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And you can hear all the broadcasts right here on 103.7 The Buzz for those of you who are going to be interested in it. So Chuck Chuck Barrett's going to be having a busy weekend, but that's what he gets paid the big bucks for. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, just being up here. And, of course, the NIL event that was mentioned tonight. So it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun, which I don't even know if I'm going to, uh, to be honest. I know that it, it was, we're trying to make it happen, but it's so exclusive that I may uh, get booted off early. I may not even get a chance to enter it into the, to the whole thing. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that because I know everybody is waiting with bated breath. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big weekend and looking forward to it. And I know uh, with uh, everything that's going on at this time of year, people are excited about it. And uh, I was excited to see, you know, when I wait, the basketball team continuing to showcase their abilities, but see if the football team can really bounce back, which I started thinking about it, Joe, when I was doing some research. And I know we talked about the Auburn game. And I know uh, you have your feelings on Auburn, too, as well as a lot of people. But it's pretty incredible to see some of the more memorable games between these two opponents. And, uh, you know, I think back to... I think 2006, uh, Arkansas going to Auburn when they were number two in the country and ended up winning that game. And 
Uh, Darren McFadden kind of having his coming out party in 2006. You throw in, you know, maybe the 2011 game where uh, Arkansas was able to defeat him pretty handedly and have the offense going with, uh, I think it was Gus Malzahn's last year as the offensive coordinator there at Auburn. 2015, the quadruple overtime. There's just been a lot of memorable games. And, uh, oh, I can't forget the, for the Fred Talley game. You know, that's always gets referenced, too, for the amount of yardage he has. But That's the uh, one that comes to mind first and foremost. Fred yeah, Talley, because he's yeah. still running, as people like to say. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask you that question. So, yeah, it was a perfect segue, because I was like, what do you think, which game do you think of? And, uh, yeah, that was definitely my, I wouldn't say it's my first memory of the Arkansas-Auburn game, but it was certainly one that, man, it it just seemed, I think it was 242 rushing yards, I think is what Fred Talley had in that game. Just uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable game. And uh, Arkansas had Auburn's number for a while there. I mean, there was times where, of course, Auburn would get theirs too, but, uh, during that time, I know with Fred Talley and, and, and Matt Jones and Cedric Cobbs, you know they they did a really good job against the Tigers in, in a few of those years, and it uh, always ended up being. It always seemed like Auburn would beat whenever Auburn was ranked and Arkansas was not. It seemed like at least during that time frame that Arkansas would always find a way to beat them because I have family members that are Auburn fans and they hate Arkansas because of that fact. They just always felt like the time where they had a good thing going for them, they were ranked, they felt good about it. Arkansas would always find a way to win those games and. Uh, so there's been some history between these two opponents. We can't forget about our guy Bass and tackling Bo Jackson. That was an Arkansas-Auburn matchup that happened in the 80s. So um, that's one that comes to mind also. It was a, in a bowl game. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, I mean, I've heard that uh, many times, seen the video and everything. That's, a, that's something that I don't care what anybody says and gives him a hard time. I would be crowing about it all day long, too, if I made a tackle on Bo Jackson. I would be about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'll be curious to see, uh, and I'll ask the question on social media, just, you know, when you think of Arkansas and Auburn, what's the first game that comes to mind? What's the first series that comes to mind? Or just uh, first play, players, whatever it may be. Uh, let us know. We'll call and text in 501-661-1037. Uh, I know we'll talk about that. We'll also have a little bit of discussion because tonight you got some Thursday night football action on Prime, Amazon Prime that is, and it is going to be a barn burner of a game. you got Carolina Panthers who are 1-7 and seven, going on the road to take on the Chicago Bears who are 2-7. and seven. So both of these teams have been struggling a lot this year for various reasons. And I know people have made fun of this game a lot as far as the matchup goes. Bet Saracen has Chicago favored by three and a half points tonight. But I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to be interested. And uh, it's just funny how this game gets scheduled. You know, they do the schedule so far in advance. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody, maybe the Panthers, but I don't think anybody was thought that Chicago would maybe be in this position. But still, it's going to be an NFL game nonetheless. Just two teams have been struggling this year. Well, you know, at first thought, it's a couple of teams that are matching up. They made a trade in the offseason for the NFL draft, and you're thinking it's going to be Justin Fields against the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. But we know with unfortunate circumstances and injuries that happen during the year that it's Tyler Bajant instead of Justin Fields. And that, um, yeah, with the Panthers, even though they had the number one overall pick, they didn't have that by record from last year. So they were expected to be in a better position in this season. just hasn't gone their way. No, it hasn't. Both teams are dead last in their division. Uh, with uh, Carolina's at 1-7, and seven, and the team above them is Tampa at 3-5. and five. But also Chicago being at 2-7, and seven, Green Bay's above them at 3-5. and five. But, yeah, it's just uh, been a rough year for both teams. And, uh, of course, they've uh, had to deal with some injuries and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, one of those games, too. I think the yeah the over-under is set at Bet Saracen at 38.5 points. So it's also... Uh, you know, not exactly set up to be a high-scoring game, but who knows? Maybe it'll be one of those freaky, weird Thursday night games that everybody enjoys. Yeah, it could be. Um, we've seen that from the Bears this season when they played the Commanders, and they were struggling at the time, and that game in particular, they put it all together, and they scored in the 40s by themselves. So you never know what can happen in a game, but that is the, the beauty and the fun of wagering because you're trying to pick the right side of that going into it, not knowing what the result is going to be on the other side. Well, it's uh, from the Southern Structural Solutions text line here from the 501. Uh, it's, he simply says, the game, this game is weird because the Bears own the Panthers' pick. This is why he's saying it's weird. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's a little connection there. That could, that could make it more so that way. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that, too, as the show goes on. But let's go to the phone lines early. We've got Matt and Litterock, who's always uh, on point and enjoying Razorbacks, but not so much the Broncos. But what's up, Matt? Uh, gentlemen, how are y'all on this beautiful, rainy day? Doing good, Matt. Doing great. Oh, man. I believe at the beginning of the season, uh, I can't remember, Joe, if it was uh, 
if it was you that commented or if it was John that commented when I said I was done watching the Broncos for the whole, all of last year, I said I didn't watch a single game, and I didn't. Um, and one of y'all said, oh, that's not what real fans do. And, I, man, as much as I wanted to blame it on John, I think it was you, Joe. Yo, no, that absolutely was me because, yeah, if you're a fan <laughs> of a team, you have to watch them and, and stick well, with them. I agree with that. But I'm also an Arkansas fan, Joe. <laughs> I'm also an Arkansas fan. You can only watch so much losing football in one football season. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I fill up on Arkansas badness, and then Denver's just terrible. It's like ah, I'm not even paying attention to them. I'll watch somebody else's team. Um, I did call in earlier on the morning show. I don't know if they relayed my message or not. I was listening to the Debo interview. Uh, that that man. He was a boy when he was first here. That man is going to be, at the end of this year, the best Arkansas Razorback basketball player we've had in the last 25 years. I'll say 23 years because it's 2023. So go back to the year 2000 and find me a person who has been a better Arkansas Razorback basketball player than Devo Davis. I mean, hands down. I mean, hands down. He's going to be known, we're going to know in 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, as one of the greatest Arkansas basketball players ever. Matt, and, we, and, we love you know. Devo, but there have been some great ones in the last mm-hmm. 23 years or so. Joe Johnson comes to mind. Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe. That, those are some of the guys that just come to mind right away. But how many, how many of them played all four years and dedicated every ounce of their energy to the Arkansas Razorbacks? Right out of all of the people we've had come play here, how many stayed? Bobby Portis was a great Razorback. He was here two years, two years and one year on the bench. I mean, pick a Razorback from the last twenty years that's been here all four years, given every single thing that they've had to this program and helped us win. And Devo Davis is the only one you can come up with, fellas. I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate it, Matt. Appreciate so, it, Matt. Yeah, that makes a difference if you're talking about somebody that stayed the entire time. That's just not what college sports are about these days players come they contribute and they move on whether it's moving on to the pro ranks or transfer portal and move on to a different school yeah because that's the thing is it, it devo's had that really great balance of everything where he's been a good player but he hasn't been too good to where he's just gone on to, to the league and into the nba it's not to say that he can't go pro at any sort certain time i think he can but you just don't see players like that where not only are they good enough to contribute, they have a lot of success, especially postseason success, and they don't transfer out, and they don't go pro. It's more about, I, I, I'm not going to say Devo Davis is the greatest Razorback of this millennium uh, as far as basketball goes, but I will say he is without question the most u- uniquely great Razorback of this decade, cause, or this millennium, because you can't see that many players that do what he's done. and. You got to give him a lot of credit for it. So, but you mentioned a bunch of great ones, Joe. You know, you think about Ronnie Brewer. You think about Moses Moody, uh, Sonny Weems, like guys like that. There's a lot of great Razorbacks that came through. But Devo deserves all the credit and all the respect for sure. But uh, let's wait till his career is over, and then uh, we can talk about where he ranks among the all-time greats in this millennium. But appreciate your phone call, Matt. If you want in on a conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. We got a lot more Out of Bounds on a Trash Talk Thursday coming up next, so stay with us. with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Center. Last night in the NBA, the Bucks beat the Pistons 120 to 118, despite Giannis Antetokounmpo being ejected midway through the third. Bobby Portis had a big night as he had 18 points and five rebounds off the bench. On the season, he's averaging 12 points and five rebounds in 20 minutes a game. The Grizzlies dropped to one and seven on the season, losing to the Heat 108 to 102. The Grizzlies will face the Jazz on Friday. The Wizards beat the Hornets 132 to 116. Daniel Gafford had five points, five rebounds, and two blocks in 13 minutes in that game. For the Hornets, Nick Smith Jr. played. 
four minutes in the fourth quarter and have five points on two for two from the field. Tonight in the league, there will be a doubleheader on NBA TV. First up, the Pacers will host the Bucks at 6. Then at 8.30, the Hawks will take on the Magic. And in the NFL, Thursday night football will have the Bears taking on the Panthers at 7.15. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Roger Scott on location, noon to 2 p.m. Friday at Central Arkansas Carding Complex, 49 Ricky Bobby Way in Valonia. The track has new cadet carts for 8 to 13-year-olds, new two-seater carts, and the adult carts that go up to 50 miles per hour. Perfect Christmas present for the holidays, a gift card from the Central Arkansas Carding Complex in Valonia. Thanksgiving is almost here, which means it's time to start thinking about your holiday plans. This year, save time along with the worry and hassle, and let the team at Edwards Food Giant do it for you. Their turkey dinner includes the turkey, as well as their signature cornbread dressing, giblet gravy, cranberry sauce, and dinner rolls. All fully cooked, homemade, and ready for you to heat and serve to your family. If that's not enough, their deluxe turkey dinner also includes sweet potato casserole, green beans, and apple pie. Now that's what I call a Thanksgiving spread. Click on edwardsfoodgiant.com to view their full menu and find out how to order your dinner. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment. Forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stacked is known for having some of the friendliest staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer in Whitehall. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Famed American humorist Will Rogers used to say, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. With the political world more divided and ridiculous than ever, the British band Elbow sums up the current situation with the lyric, the leaders of the free world are just little boys throwing stones, and it's easy to ignore till they're knocking on the door of your homes. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Not that they'd even be smart enough to find the door of your homes. Unlike the government, double B's won't waste your time. You can pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps or use your Exxon credit card to save 10 cents a gallon. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. Atención, atención. North Little Rock Tourism is proud to present the Piccolo Zope Winter Circus November 9th through November 19th. The Zope family have been enchanting audiences around the world since traveling the cobblestone roads of Italy in 1842. Piccolo Zope is an intimate European-style circus, and no audience member is more than 18 feet away from the ring. Feel the rush of the Zope horses and experience young and old will not soon forget. November 9th through 19th. For tickets, go to PiccoloZope.com. from Westwood One. Coming up on Thursday Night Football, NFL Week 10 begins in Chicago with the Bears hosting the Panthers. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young and Carolina are looking for their first road win of the season. Ian Eagle and newly inducted Hall of Famer Joe Thomas will have the call on air and on the free live stream sponsored by AutoZone on Thursday Night Football. Right here on 1037 The Buzz. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. See better, drive safer month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your worn-out wiper blades and get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate when you purchase a pair of select wiper blades. See store for details. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by your O'Reilly Auto Parts store or OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. 
That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that down, you buzz! On 1037 The Buzz. Thursday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Again, if you want in on the conversation, call or text in at 501-661-1037, which on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, we've already had a few people giving their thoughts on, you know, most memorable games uh, between Arkansas and Auburn, what they thought about. And this came from the 501, which we should uh, not be remiss, but uh, the 2001 Arkansas and Auburn game, may not uh, be one that comes to mind immediately, but I think it would come to mind if you told people that was Matt Jones's uh, first touchdown pass. In fact, it was the first time he ever touched the ball for the Arkansas Razorbacks was against Auburn, where he threw a touchdown pass, famously, and uh, kind of had his coming out party in that one, too. So that's another great one. Seems like a lot of great players had their coming out party against Auburn, whether it was Matt Jones or Darren McFadden. Maybe it's just the timing of it, but uh, yeah, there was uh, two of the greatest to ever do it with Matt Jones and DMAC. Auburn was the opponent when they announced their presence as being one of the all-time greats. Something about playing Auburn must be, but it's just uh, probably more coincidental and timing that it happened. And those guys, they just have, happen to have good games. Yes, yes, they did. And, uh, again, hopefully uh, that somebody else can have a coming-out party this weekend for Arkansas and end up being a memorable game. That's what people are hoping for. Also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, we got Dakota saying, Joe, my Packers will show your Steelers that love hurts on the, uh, this weekend. I uh, so. like how you put all that together. That's nice, Dakota. Yeah, uh-huh. it'll be uh, an interesting game um, here on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Steelers, according to Bet Saracen, are favored by three over the Packers. Might be an interesting game and a pretty good bet there, too. Also, uh, Asher Record Life fan feedback. Uh, this comes from... I guess I kind of didn't have a name for it, but it was just talking about uh, with Matt's call to Devo Davis says, uh, best Arkansas player. Not sure, but I agree. He is one of the most dedicated players ever at Arkansas. Now that's a that's a good way to put it too. Dedicated because again, the guy has uh, guy's done a really great job uh, as a as a Razorback in his time. Oh, and uh, they didn't even realize this. This is a great another great text because Tyler Wilson technically had his coming out party against Auburn when Ryan Mallett got hurt. He did that was another one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah played really well. Yeah, man, a lot of a uh, lot of good ones there for Arkansas in those honor games. So yeah, keep those uh, keep those responses coming, folks. Because again, those are those are pretty good ones. And may, I'm trying to think of like who could be the one that has their coming out party. Because KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, they've already had it. You know, maybe one of the other running backs. All the other wide receivers are going to be gone after this year. So it's not a whole lot of young players that play. But maybe maybe there'll be one. Maybe it's a uh, maybe Rashad Debinian gets going. I know he was uh, out last weekend for his grandmother's funeral, which. Hated to hear that, but maybe this is something for him to where he becomes the the guy after a coming out party against Auburn. Maybe it ends up being him. I don't know. There could be some options. There could be some options, but look forward to seeing because again, everybody will hope that that's the case. We'll just we'll take a win no matter what at this point. Let's go to Savage, who's in Cabot. What's up, Savage? What's going on, fellas? John, you think there's anything to it? Uh, Rocket Sanders coming back. The only reason he came back is because Enos is fired. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that there's. I've heard some speculation about that, and uh, I know people have said that Rocket was not coming back, but then he decided to come back, and it seemed like the timing was too perfect because he only came back when Danny Enos was fired. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it does it does correlate, and in, but I, I don't know. It just if you're Rocket Sanders, he was still on the sidelines for the game against Mississippi State. He, he was not, he was right there next to the coaches. He was still. Uh, coaching them up and everything, so it wasn't like he was just missing. But I don't know. I don't know. That's something that maybe we'll uh, find out later uh, when things start to come out. But I don't. I don't have any truth to it, at least not at this point. 
Oh, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, because I, I don't know how you feel about it, Joe, but I just, I don't know. I, I We don't know what goes through players' minds, especially those, but just I have a hard time believing that he would just sit out that, for that long and say, all right, well, now now I want to come back now that the offensive coordinator got fired. Like, that's that's what I was waiting on, and that would be the only reason I would come back. I, I just don't see that from Rocky. Yeah, because how would he have any idea that that was going to happen before it happened? Right. Like, you know, okay. <laughs> or, or if, uh, you know, he had his mind set on he was done, and then that happens, and then he says, "Oh, you know what? All of a sudden, let me. I, I had a change of heart. I do want to go back and play. It just doesn't make sense in the big picture." Now, a comparison that was made with Rocket Sanders was kind of the Nick Smith Jr. injury and the timeline there, and hearing some of the similar things about he wasn't coming back, but then behind the scenes, he put he's putting in the work to be able to come back. So there are some similarities there. Yeah, I think that that's probably like the best case of where it like could be could make a little bit more sense would be that. But I don't know. I just I, and that's not saying I know Rocket Sanders personally, but just knowing how he handles himself and also the coaching staff too. I Sam Pittman made a mistake in hiring Dan Enos. We all know that, but I just don't see Sam Pittman being the type where I don't care how good you are or whatnot, but him just coming out and being like, oh, okay, Rocket. Well, I know uh, you were not playing, and you know for whatever reason, but now that I fired the coach. You say, oh, coach, now I'm ready to go. Uh, I don't think Sam Pittman would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no problems. Come on in. I, I, I just don't know if he would do that. I don't think he would do that. So mm, it, just, it, is a, it is an interesting – it's, it's just an interesting timing is all it is. It's just an interesting timing. Also, uh, from the 501, the Structural Solutions text line says, Isaiah Satania, that could be his, it could be his coming out party this weekend. Take that if uh, he gets some playing time there. And also ask if Andrew Armstrong is going to play. It sounded like Sam Pittman said he was. Uh, that I know he had that really scary moment against Florida and was knocked unconscious. And but from all intents and purposes, Sam Pittman's made it sound like he will be playing. Don't know how much. Don't know what. But he says he's good to go. And I feel like when he says he's good to go, that means he's good to go. So just gotta trust Sam Pittman. All the pieces they can have in place is gonna be helpful because we know that. There has been a struggle this year. They were able to get a win last week, but it's just the start of something if they're able to to keep that going. So any kind of players that they can help have along to help the cause, then uh, it's going to be welcome for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. All the time it's going to be welcome. And also from uh, the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, they ask about what is Washington's current injury condition uh, assuming you're talking about Ty Washington, it's a shoulder injury that he's going to have to have surgery on. So he's out for the season. Uh, that's that's the extent of what we know. You know, which is unfortunate because you talk about a position like the offense hasn't been great this year as it is. Like we all know that. But think about the position of tight end where you didn't have much depth and haven't had much depth in a while. You finally get some guys in there like Luke has. You get some guys out of the transfer portal, and uh, you got Ty Washington. And then it looks like you really, really, really got a great, great young player in Luke Has, and he gets hurt after, what was that, is it the fourth game of the season, I believe, against Texas A&M, fourth or fifth, and he's out. And then Ty Washington, who showed some signs, is also out. So the position that you felt like you were going to be able to utilize this year, you haven't utilized much because of the offense, but also two of the best tight ends you have on the team get injured and out for the season for the rest of the year, So which is just a bummer for them. Now, is that something else that uh, Dan Enos is going to be blamed for, the fact that <laughs> There are talented tight ends, and, you know, that position as a whole we thought was talented coming into the season, but they, you know, they were only taking advantage of using Luke Hass and his talents and not using multiple tight ends at the same time where it seemed like it would benefit the team to play both those guys or what they gave us in the beginning was we're going to play Luke Hass and then we're going to have a blocking tight end in there at the same time to enhance the running game. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense, like, overall. So is that something else that people are are blaming Dan Enos for? Probably so. Probably so. I mean, it's the, the entire offense, it was a failure from the get-go. We all know that. But I, to sit here and say that, oh, well, Enos is to blame for everything? I mean, he is the offensive coordinator, but I still think that there can be some other blame to go around. Who knows? Maybe some of these players that they brought in, like uh, Francis Sherman or... Um, for, you know, Varkis Gums, because Varkis Gums was the guy that was one of the highly touted, not only tight ends in the transfer portal, but just a player in the transfer portal. And he's got two catches this year. So, I mean, he's, one of these guys are going to have to step up in the absence. And 
you know, if Gums or Sherman can't find a role now when the two best tight ends are out with an injury, if they can't find a role, then I'm like, then what, what happened here? Did, some, did, they go, did they go wrong? Did they not be able to play? Like, what happened here? Still going to blame Dan Enos for it. That's what yeah. uh, <laughs> will that, be the answer. Well, yep. Dan Enos, he didn't help in their development, so, you know, he's the reason that those guys aren't where they should be at this point in the season. Yep, Danny Oss is, is going to just be the, the guy. If anything gets asked about in the offense from here on out or even beforehand of why it didn't work, why it wasn't good, why a player didn't play well, whatever it is, ah, just Danny Oss. Just blame him. Just blame Danny Oss. Make a song out of it. Uh, but if you see the offense start to put more things together this weekend, then maybe uh, you'll start to see uh, a lot more people feeling that way about Danny Oss and just how bad it was. But I don't know. I, I'll look at it, Joe, and maybe this is just the, the, glass, the glass half full for me. If the offense is really good again this weekend against Auburn, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily look at it as, oh, this just shows you how bad Enos is. I'm going to look at it as, hey, Kenny Guyton might be the guy for the job. Maybe Kenny Guyton is going to be the dude that is in his position and has made the most of it, and I feel like the better, or at least you're hopeful that the better that the Arkansas offense looks the rest of the year I'm not, I'm not going to look at it and be like, oh, Dan, Enos, this. I'm going to be like, no, maybe Kenny Guyton's the guy that can be able to continue on as the offensive coordinator. That's the right way to look at it because it is time to move forward and don't worry about what happened in the past. And if you do want to worry about what happened in the past, this offense has looked good at times throughout the season. It's just that they haven't been able to put it all together and come away with some of these wins, especially in close games where – I mean, you think about the result of the Florida game. If the result goes the other way, which it could have, and it was close to at the end of the game where Florida is attempting a game-winning field goal, we're not talking as positive as we are right now about the offense because all everybody would think would be about the end result of the game and not necessarily that the offense played better and they looked better. Just be thinking about the end result. Yeah, and you're right about it. It's that one play that made all the difference where if Florida makes the field goal, it changes the whole narrative. It changes the whole vibe. It changes the whole feeling of everything right now because not only do you lose another game by one possession and not only are people bringing up whether it's offense, defense, whatever, but now you're completely and totally out of bowl contention if you had lost to Florida that way. And and, and it becomes, well, it's like, well, they're not making a bowl game, so what does it matter? What does the Auburn game even matter? What does the, you know, the rest of the games even matter? Because they're, they're not moving on. There's nothing to play for. So let's blow this up. Let's get a new coach, whatever it is. But that one play, that one missed kick by that Florida field goal kicker. I know there's other plays too, but that one in the very end, that one missed kick may have just saved a lot of Razorback fans' hopes, may have saved some people's jobs, and may have even uh, saved a lot of people's overall mental well-being because they actually got a, finally a win over a team in one possession. And, and the only thing with that is just saying let's still, like we were taking the give-it-one-game-at-a-time approach and give it some more time, it still should be that right now and not just you got the win against Florida and now all of a sudden it's, oh, they're going to win out. I mean, it, it's good to be optimistic like that, but it's still one-game-at-a-time approach. You have to worry about Auburn before you can worry about getting to through FIU like most people are thinking and then get to the game against Missouri at the end of the year because right now there are a lot of people thinking, okay, well, next two games, it's a win, and then just worry about Missouri for that last game and that's the game you're going to be playing for bowl contention. That's not the case. They have to get past Auburn first to even be in that position. Yeah, because I don't care who you are or what games you've watched. If you've seen these games between Arkansas and Auburn, it's always been a weird game. You know, we talk about great moments for Arkansas, but against Auburn itself, you've won since since the year 2013. So, best 10 years. We'll just call it 10 years. You have won twice. And one of the years you won was some people would chalk up to being just having a lame duck coach in Brian Harson. And the other time you won, you needed a quadruple overtime at home where you blew a big lead. So it doesn't matter about when or where or how this game is played against Auburn. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care what their record is. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's freaking Auburn. And you have not had a lot of success against them, especially in the past 10 years. You haven't had much success against a lot of teams in the past 10 years, except maybe like Ole Miss. But like besides that, you, you have not had the success that you have needed against Auburn. And this might be the opportunity to kind of right the ship, but... To say that it's like, oh, you'll, you can be confident. You can say, hey, 
I'm confident that we can win this game. I'm confident that uh, they can go in and if Arkansas plays uh, their A game, they'll they'll win. Like it's okay to say that, but to think, oh well, Auburn's just not good. Like man, y'all, Arkansas has not been good. So it's hard for me to really say, hey, I I feel like Arkansas is going to win this one easy when you have not been able to beat Auburn except for twice over the past ten years. And Auburn is also fighting for something, which is bowl eligibility. So it's both teams got a lot to fight for in this game. There's nothing that's going to be easy about any of these games. Now, if we get to the end of the season and Arkansas does win out and the offense does look so much better and they're putting up a lot of points, the defense is playing at a high level, then, yeah, maybe we could look back to this point and say that was the turning point and look how much better the team was after, uh, you know, the change with – Dan Enos and winning the Florida game, but right now we can't sit here and say that. No, no, we can't. And, and in fact, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to feel it. Even if Arkansas has a lead 21 points, they're up in the fourth quarter. I ain't going to feel good about it. There's no reason to feel good about it. But I think that if there's any theme, if there is a guarantee or at least something I could put a lot of confidence points in, is that this game against Auburn is once again going to come down to one possession. Because that's just what Arkansas does. It's going to be a one-possession game. I'm not saying Arkansas for sure will win or that they'll for sure lose, but I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. Both teams have had their ups and downs. Both teams are fighting for something. So the way it is, it's just this is the way for Arkansas. They're going to have to have... They're going to have to find a way to win another one-possession game. Did they learn it from Florida? Did they finally figure it out enough to say, okay, now if we do this again... We can figure it out, or is it going to end up being uh, something that they just got lucky in or they just kind of fell backwards into? I want to see if this team can once again overcome and win another close game in the fourth quarter, especially in front of the home fans because they really deserve that. And we don't know you know, what this game will be like. We don't know if it will be lopsided one way or another. We don't know if it will be an offensive explosion from both teams or if it could be a defensive game. Now, when you think about those options – you know, I would think more so that it could be a defensive game where it's a it's a low scoring tight game, but we just don't know that. No, and uh, I'm even afraid to even predict it because it seems like uh, anytime that uh, you start feeling one way about a certain game it ends up going the completely other way. Because Arkansas is still favored in this game according to Bet Saracen, I think it's two and a half right now, but the over under set at 48 and a half points. So, I I mean, right now, I would say bet the under, just because both teams have had their struggles offensively, uh, even though Auburn is a really good rushing team. And both defenses have been okay, not great, but have been decent enough. So, yeah, it could be a low... I could see this 100% being a low-scoring game, similar to what we saw maybe in the, the Ole Miss game, like 27-20. <laughs> you know, it's just funny I'm saying that's a low-scoring game, but, yeah, I could see it being that way. No, no, when, when you... When you said it, the first thought that came out was the Mississippi State game. Now, that was low scoring. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That one, I don't know if you, it, you, could, you could, but that is the definition of low scoring. Lowest of scores for that game. Yeah, that's But just, a, a good defensive battle, I know, you know a lot of people don't care for those because they want to see points. They want to see touchdowns scored at, at all times. But if your team comes out with a win, then it won't matter what – how low the score was as long as they come out with a win then people would be happy with the result yeah because let me ask you this joe if arkansas won seven to three over auburn i think would you do you think the razorback fans would be happy they may not be happy with the game itself but they'd be happy with the result and the fact that that bowl game getting there it's still alive the hope is still there yeah i I mean i'd sign up for however it's going to be a win just give me a win i don't care what the score is but uh, i just wanted to be also aesthetically pleasing if they can make that possible too uh we got a lot more out of bounds and what's trending in the world of sports coming up next so you better stay with us on a trash talk thursday Brandt is the GOAT of Arkansas weather, 36 years experience, and double the viewers of any other meteorologist. No nonsense, no hype, just accurate weather forecasts you can trust. That's why more Arkansans get their weather from Barry Brandt over any other source. There's just no question. He's the GOAT. Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt, weeknights on Channel 7 News at 6 and 10. 
The Rogers Family for Capital Business Machines. It's real important to keep going what uh, our dad has started. He had a good reputation and we want to continue that reputation. Business is about relationships and I think a lot of times it gets too corporate, too internet, too impersonal and we want to continue that legacy that, that our dad has, has started. Treat people right and they'll take care of you too. Contact us today for a free document assessment at catbiz.com. It's football time in Arkansas. Step up to the line of scrimmage each Tuesday during Drive Time Sports for Scoop and Score with me, Kevin Bohannon. I'll give you the latest news and information about anything football from high school to college in the natural state. Special thanks to the Wood family of dealerships in Batesville for making this all happen. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. So have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Southern Four Coating presents the Zone Rewind. Tune in Fridays when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Ready to transform your patio, porch, or pool deck? Call the pros at Southern Four Coating. Find them online at southernfourcoating.com. Need a new ride for the big game or a new tailgate to party on? Get in the game at Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville and score every time. Hundreds of vehicles to choose from, from test drive to touchdown. Guadney Chevrolet is in it to win your business. Guadney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White in Jacksonville, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Call us at 982-2102 or visit GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down goal to go, just outside the five. In the gun, K.J. bad snap, balls on the ground. Jefferson picks it up, rolling right. Got a man, touchdown, Arkansas. Armstrong in the back of the end zone. The snap hit the turf. K.J. never panicked, picked it up, rolled right. And the throw was right on the money. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. When you're shopping at Guadney, the Red Tag event is going on right now. So you can choose 1.9% or you can choose some total cash allowance. You can choose either option on the 2024 Equinox or 2023 Silverado Crew Cabs. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. 
They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. Get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds here on a Trash Talk Thursday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as we are going to get to what's trending in the world of sports here in just a second. Now we'll uh, have some uh, plenty of storylines uh, to get into that, but uh, before we do, uh, real quick on the uh, Sun Structural Solutions tax uh, text line, I got uh, Uncle Jesse and Benton saying, "You guys are forgetting that Arkansas just went into Gainesville and put 30 plus points on a team that was on Tennessee." Hold on a second. Let me, it. Let me make sure I read this right. You guys are forgetting that Arkansas just went into Gainesville and put 30 plus points on a team that Tennessee was only able to score 11 points on. I'm not worried about the offense. This game is all on Travis Williams. Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't disagree. I think both of them definitely have to bring it. But at the same time, though, you got, you got to put this into perspective, too. You have not been great offensively, and you've only had one game under Kenny Guyton to where the offense worked. Maybe it'll be two in a row. I hope it is. But we got to see more of it. And Auburn's going to be motivated to go into this game and, and win, so... You're going to get your best shot. And Hugh Freeze is a coach that beat you last year with his Liberty team down in Fayetteville. So don't don't forget that, too. He's a good coach. And he's a guy that's won a lot of games in the SEC at Ole Miss and at Auburn and even at Liberty. So no, Nobody's that. forgetting that, though, because they, they put up points on LSU, which LSU's defense, maybe you look more into that because of how many points they scored. But they scored with Ole Miss. They scored with Bama. They just didn't come up with the result in the end to get the wins. Yeah, you just you, you're gonna you're gonna have to just make make. When you get into the red zone, if you're gonna go line situations, punch it in for touchdowns. Do that. That's the thing. When when you do have opportunities, make the most of them. Don't uh, don't just have them go to waste. And Cam Little's great, and I love it when he kicks field goals because you feel confident about it. But don't have it to where at the end of the game and the box score reads that you had six red zone opportunities and four of them were field goal attempts. Like you want to, you want to get it into the end zone. You want to get some touchdowns. You want to get some points to alleviate some of the pressure on the defense too. Uh, let's go to Kane. He's on the line. What's up, Kane? No, Kane. Kane. He's uh, he's hanging out for a second. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can get to okay. what's trending. All right. Let's do it. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things that are going down, and... Speaking of college football, some quarterback news. It seems like we always have some NFL news, but in the quarterback news for the college football side of things is that Quinn Ewers for the University of Texas, he will be starting against TCU this weekend after missing two games with a sprained shoulder. We know how great he uh, was and has been this season, but after being out for two weeks, Steve Sarkeesian says he's had a great week of practice. I thought he's got stronger as the week went on. I really didn't feel like there was a throw that he couldn't make. So, uh, big news for Texas getting back uh, Quinn Ewers, and uh, I mean he was a guy that went down to Alabama and beat them in Tuscaloosa, and he was a big part of it. So they desperately needed him back. And also uh, some other news: uh, Tom Coughlin, which shout out to him. I've always liked Tom Coughlin, but uh, he has been the general manager and uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he went to the Giants, won two Super Bowls, as we know. He's going to be inducted into the franchise's Ring of Honor during the 2024 season. It's crazy. He's 77 years old. 77 years old, but he's going to be the seventh member of the Pride of the Jaguars, joining Pro Hall Football, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer Tony Vaselli, as well as Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, and others. So, big honor for uh, Tom Coughlin, and I've always felt like he was one of those coaches that, man, uh, he's a great one and won two Super Bowls, but maybe just doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but still a great one nonetheless. And also with some uh, NBA news, this is something that LeBron James is getting. Say what you want about the man, but there's no doubt that he remembers his hometown very well. And 
apparently uh, they're going to be having a thing called LeBron James's Home Court there in Akron, Ohio, which is a museum dedicated to LeBron James as well as his many milestones. It's going to be opening up on November 25th. It's going to be a multimedia experience where the museum will include a recreation of the apartment where he and his mother Gloria lived, among items with his childhood, high school playing career, championship runs with Cleveland, Miami, and also the Los Angeles Lakers. And the museum is at House 330, a facility started by the James Foundation to serve the community where he was raised. So uh, LeBron's having that open up, and I think it's a great thing. I mean, you know, say again, say what you want about LeBron, but going back to that mix and being able to still remember where he's from and his hometown is always a cool thing, too. Uh, also, in uh, <laughs> I love this thing because we talk about sports betting, obviously, with Saracen and uh, some of the over-unders and some of the uh, spreads and whatnot. Well, this has been a wild one with Rutgers and Iowa. We know both teams have not exactly been known for their offense, but it's going to be, it's right now where it stands, is it's a historic low for the over-under in college football since they've been doing sports books at 28 points. It is the lowest and it's a consensus of any college football game since at least the year 2000. So how about that? An over-under set at 28 points. Four touchdowns in this entire game. Wait a minute. I, I thought it, it broke the record that just happened when it was 29.5 with Iowa. Uh, it was an Iowa game. That just happened like a couple of weeks ago. I guess that they're saying that since it's a uh, unan- or like the it's a unanimous consensus 28 among all sports books, maybe there was some discrepancy in the other one. I don't know, but that's scored to ESPN.com. Is, uh, they say that uh, it is the lowest of any college football game since at least 2000, according to ESPN stats and information research. So, okay. Man. Yeah. At least 2000 be- or at least two weeks ago. One of, yeah, one of the other. One. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in between there. Uh, yeah, because it said uh, it will be the first game with an over-under total less than 30 points in ESPN's odds da- database. So Yeah, it has uh, to be the yeah. fact that they all agreed on it then. They ha- all had yeah. the same line. Yeah, that's what, I think that's what it comes down to. So uh, I know we're going to be uh, up against it here in just a little bit, but that's what's training in the world of sports. But I do want to bring up this story, too. This I don't know if it's funny or if it's sad or if it's just speculation or whatnot, but this thing with Josh McDaniels and the... Uh, story that uh, came out of a book that actually involved Peyton Hillis. That's right. Kind of a weird connection there, but also a weirder story nonetheless. But we'll talk about that because we're up against it. We're going to take a top of the hour update. When we come back, we're going to have Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast joining us. We'll look ahead to some of the college football games this weekend, especially in the SEC. What he thinks about the Arkansas-Auburn game. Should the Razorbacks feel confident going into this game? Does he like their chances? We'll get to that in a lot more. Coming up next in the second hour of Out of Bounds on a Trash Talk Thursday. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, tune into Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery and Cabot. Fishing Arkansas every Sunday morning from 8.30 to 10 on 103.7 The Buzz. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. 